Hey, this is Mateo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. We're back with another episode of we're back with another episode of Inside the Closet, and here with the intro is Mateo Lane. Hey guys, so today we talk about this being our one year anniversary. We talk a lot about religion. We answer some questions. We're doing the whole thing. So um, yeah, enjoy the episode and check me out at Laugh Boston on the 13th and 15th of September. <laughs> okay, uh, hey, how you doing? I'm like under the weather. Yeah, I tried all the traveling. I, yeah, traveling and it just was like, I'm just a hot mess this week. I'm sitting here drawing Kike and I as Harley Quinn in The Joker. Oh uh, my <laughs> God. Now that's the gayest thing you've ever said. I mean, it actually might be the gayest thing I've ever said. And I'm okay with it. But I, of course, am Harley Quinn, aka letting the world know I'm a bottom. Uh, but, you know, it's, you know. Are I think I had an emotional yet? week. Yes, I miss Kike, and I think we had four days together, and it wasn't long enough, and it was just like this whirlwind of like partly like missing each other, part like it just sucks being far away from each other. You know what I mean? So it's long like, I don't know, we didn't get enough is, time with each other. Long distance is so is so hard because it puts this weird pressure sometimes when you see the person to be like. Because it's like you, it's like, oh, if I, if we were in person, I would, you know, want to see you do this and we would do that. And it's hard. All right. Yeah. But basically that's it. Emma. I was just like, it's like, oh yeah, he's in his routine. It's just, yeah. <clears throat> you know, and I What's wanted it? to go because I wanted to see him before I don't see him for like two months. And so it just, we didn't get enough time with each other. It just sucks. I want to be with him 24 seven. Why? Um, are you, you're not going to see each other for two months? I'm sure I literally am on the road. My, this is my schedule. I, oh, by the way, I want to say hi. I forget his name. He came to the cellar the other night to see us and couldn't get into the show. And I, he waited outside afterwards to meet me. And it was so sweet and and said hi to you. So I want to, you know, oh my God, I was in a gay bar in Madrid. And all of a sudden this guy walked up to me and goes, hi, Mateo. And I was like, oh. hi. And he, he looks at Kike and goes, is this Kike? And I was like, oh, my God, yes. And he's like, um, he's like, you know, big fan of the show. Blah, blah. He was so sweet. I mean, it was so funny because we were in this, like, dingy, like, kind of skeezy gay bar. So it was so funny that he, like, I was like, oh, no one will recognize me here. And then he walked up and he's like, big fan. <laughs> that's, so, that's so, well, I had this, I had this, um, night in LA that I want to tell you and the listeners about, but actually, oof, I, I want I to tell you guys, I should, I should finish what I was just, I, yeah, I, I want you to finish it. Cause I, a guy from the podcast came to it, but let me, you, 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 you finish that. Cause this is like a thing. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just that it's just that I, it sucks being far away from someone and I'm traveling for the next two months. So, you know, chance what is the schedule? What is the schedule for the next two months? Literally, I go, I'm in New York now, and then next week I go to Vegas, Vegas immediately to Boston, which, by the way, Boston 13th to 15th, and at last Boston, just come see me. Um, Side note, that's I, a great club. So if you guys are, like, anywhere around there, go see Mateo there. It's it's a fun club. The food's really good. It's, like, nice. So it's, like, a kind of, you can bring a date there and, like, I mean, I think it'd be 
fun to bring a date to like any type of like dingy environment, but you guys all know me at this point, like Craigslist. <laughs> but this is like a nice <laughs> club. Like, like my mom. Okay, I'll put it like this. The only show I've ever brought my special needs uncle to, because I was like, it would need to be a place where he wouldn't get claustrophobic, where he would feel like comfortable and like the staff is really good was Laugh Boston. Because Oh sweet. You should yeah, tell your mom to come to the show. I will. She's I think she's in Guatemala. If she's around, I will actually. That would be really fun for her to see you. But she, we but, need to get your yeah. mom on this podcast. The the um the security there is like really great. Like that was the one place where I was like when I went in with my uncle I was like uh I'm with my uncle and they're like okay and then I like kind of like like moved my hands so they could see him and they were like oh okay and I was like can I and they're like yep we'll get him a special seat and it, it was like very nice. Oh, so go to Mateo there because it's a fun. Do you know who's opening for you? I have no idea. I, I barely even know what I'm doing five minutes from now. It's a fun club. So go, if that's like a treat of a place to see Mateo there. And then hopefully I'll be there. And then hopefully Mateo and I will do a show together. I was um, like, hopefully we can do something together. Well, you might know them. So maybe you should. Well, we'll talk about that later. But, um, but yeah, I go, from, so I go from Vegas to Boston to L.A. to Toronto to New York, back to Vegas, and then back to L.A. and then Italy. And that's for the next two months. What are you doing in Italy? I'm doing shows in Italy. That's, are you speaking Italian? Yeah. I mean, is that not the stupidest thing you've ever heard? I'm like, I cannot wait. No, how are you going to do that? Wait, so are they flying you out there and stuff? Uh, yeah, they're flying me out there. And then TK's meeting me up there. So I literally don't see him until... Then that's the next time oh, I see Greek days, Italy. Well, that's two months from now. Right. That's so a long, yeah, that's a long time. Um, that so after the last time I talked to you, I got like overheated and dehydrated in LA. Why? What are you doing? Well, so when I got out here, now I've been better about it. When I got out here. You know, in New York, you I, when I'm walking around, that's like when I'll like drink water. I'm like not, I'm not a functional human being, so I walk around and that's when I drink my water or my coffee. I'm in LA, I'm driving, I'm not in the groove of drinking water while driving. I used to smoke cigarettes. Right. Well, then you also have to pee, so you don't want to drink water because then you're stuck on the highway and you have to fucking pee. Exactly, and I almost had a pooping incident in the car. So, oh I'm just like, my god, I know. don't don't gloss over that. I was on the, I was in the car and I was talking to Robin who's been on the show and I was in like a parking lot and I like hadn't talked to her in a while. So I didn't poop in the car, but like it was close. Well, and I, that, you got so, what are you, a dog? You got so excited you shat on the floor. And also like literally like the whole, I was like, I gotta go. And then I like had to like peel out and go find the bathroom. And also like I, the whole time I was going, I hate LA. I hate LA. <laughs> So, but I'm not drinking water here. And then I got this like one week pass to that core booty yoga, butt blasting yoga thing. Oh, so I was butt blasting. <laughs> so it, so I um, did that. And then I like basically got dehydrated and I had to cancel two shows because I was so dehydrated. I actually was dehydrated the other day too. 
I don't. I, I was in Spain. I wasn't drinking enough water, and then I drink. Yep. I never drink. So I all of a sudden the next day was like sitting in the bathroom. Like I was at Kike's work, and I like ran to the bathroom. It was sort of the same thing. I was just like sitting there, like Good Lord, this is literally the depths of hell happening to me right now. And then um, I tried to drink water on the plane, and then I got to New York and immediately had to go to four shows, which I don't know why I said yes to. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think I, and I'm like sick right now, kind of. Is the dehydration like, did you feel nauseous? Because I felt so nauseous and I was just like lying in bed going, Ugh! and I'm at an Airbnb. So I like, then when the guy came home, who's I'm renting a room in his place, I just had to like turn, like, turn it off, turn off the complaining. But I missed two shows, which sucked because, so LA, what happened the other night was, I had last, so last Saturday was like the first day where I had three shows and that's, you know, not a normal LA thing. I don't have, like, normally it's like you do one show, maybe one show every couple of days, which I don't. Well, like. doing multiple shows is like, I mean, I don't know how people do it, but people manage to do it in LA and they'll tell you that it's possible, but it's not. I don't think it, it like, it, it's not, it, it's, the stress of the driving to, to and fro. I don't know what, like, I've like for, like, to and fro, stop and go. That's what makes the world go round. The stress of the t- the stress of the to and fro. It's like it's a lot. It has to be so timed out. Plus, it's hard to get like spots out. Anything. It's hard to get any anything. Uh, this this whole episode should be called "LA Can Suck My Dick." Oh, literally, my favorite thing about LA is that I have the opportunity to go back to New York. I think Lindsay Lohan is walking by me. Oh, no. My. Oh, no, my God. Are you kidding? No, because she's not right. Kano's. I was like, Emma, right. you hang up my phone and run after her and tell Hold her on. to get on our phone. No, it's not her. <laughs> I'm putting her back in the car and I'm locking the door. Click, click. Looks just like her. I'm going to get a picture when she comes back to her car because she's going into the bank. I'm watching Are you sure it's not Tan Mom? No. <laughs> It it looks a lot like her. Wow. But also, huh. Um, I mean, back in the day, that's a compliment. If someone's like, you look like Lindsay Lohan. But yeah. now, I mean, if you follow her like I do, uh, I don't know if Lohan. Well, Mateo, her show is not doing well. Yeah, her show's not out yet. Well, it's not. I mean, I'm sorry, not her show. I'm sorry. Her club is not doing well. I was reading this thing that, like, that the club is not doing well because people that go to Greece want to experience like Greek culture and like do, you know, it's not like a sprint. Like they're like, maybe well, everyone except for the gays, because every gay is in Mykonos right now, just high as a kite. I'm like, I don't think this has anything to do with like the Parthenon. Oh really? Is this? Is yeah. They're the all in Mykonos of- sucking in Speedos and steroids and just like, woo. Oh, is it pride? To me, which sounds like a personal nightmare. Yeah, that's a lot. If I was in Greece, the last thing I'd want to do is be on Mykonos with a bunch of steroided men on ecstasy. I would be like, let's talk about the Parthenon. This is the center of ancient civilization. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm not judging, but I am. That, man, it must be tough to be a gay guy without a perfect body. Like, that would be so okay, hard. It's tough to be a gay guy with anything. Gays have made it. Look, if you're fat, you're made fun of. If you're too muscular, you're made fun of. If you're too skinny, you're made fun of. But also, those and yet, can be fetishized, too. Like, so, like, if you right. are fat, 
you have a world where you can fuck. If you're too thin, you did it. If you're too old, you get it. So it's like everything that they hate you for is simultaneously something that they love you for and have given you some sort of animal name. So the whole entire gay community and gay experience is confusion because you're constantly feeling bad about yourself while promoting the thing that you hate about yourself to other people. I mean, it makes no sense. Right. Yeah, that is really, that is, that is interesting. Um, it's a lot. And I hate the terms bear and this and that and. Yeah, well, I hate all of that. I hate categorizing people in any way. We already hate it because we're gay. Do we have to hate each other for whatever other reason? It's so stupid. Well, I I hate categorizing, but then also, like, I do it as, like, a talking point. Like, obviously, I'm, like, the first one to be like, oh, they're... Um, Right. Oh, we all do it. I'm just saying, you know. It sucks. That's what it is. It just sucks. Like, the worst. This... I agree. Um... I saw a real funny gay comic last night. So I, so I actually had a great show last night and I was like, Oh, thanks. Fucking God. But I had to drive like an hour and a half out of oh, LA. Okay. But Why? what, because it was this where this show is and it's the show. Actually, you know what? It was less, it was less than that. And I got home like in 40 minutes, but if you, I'm driving far to do shows, but like it's, this show it's called the chatterbox and it's it's in West Covina where, you know, crazy ex-girlfriend is based off of this show was one of those moments where it was like a special thing in comedy because the audience, it, I've never performed in front of a, like a Latin crowd before. And I love uh, it. yeah, I've never done, I've performed in like, I've performed, I've even performed in front of an all Asian crowd two times because Asian students, these two Asian student associations brought me to their school. Um, oh, that was nice of them. I know it meant so much to me. I like wanted to cry. And now what I'm about to say is like, wait a minute. No, I'm just literally saying the fact one of them wasn't an Asian student association. It was the finance association, but it had, it was all Asian kids in it. So when I got there, it was right after I had done an Asian student association at university of Houston. It was mm-hmm. like two schools later. And I was like, Oh my God, I just did an Asian student association at university of Houston. And the person was like, this isn't the Asian Student Association. And then I was and like, you're like I'm going to get right back on that plane and go yep. home and hate myself for the rest of my life. Yeah, and I was looking at them. I was like, well, you're all Asian. That's why I said that. But I didn't say <laughs> that. And, and then the person was like, but we're all Asian, so ha, 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 ha. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> but Yeah, uh, that's, my, that's me every moment just screaming for help. Yeah, I was like, but the last night, but Saturday was so... Saturday, I did a brunch show at one o'clock and it was super fun. I felt really comfortable. Like I'm feeling good. Like I felt like really like real and comfortable. It's good. There was like literally like 10 people, full light. This goes to show too. It's really the people that make the show. Like full lighting. Oh yeah. Not set up for comedy. Then I went and I did an outdoor show and it started off well, but then it kind of like started to dip and I didn't feel... I don't know. I, it like went off the rails with this like story that I have. The one about finding a guy to dirty talk on Craigslist that doesn't have an ending. So it went okay, but not like great. But that's where a guy from our podcast, it went fine. But this guy from that listened to the podcast, um, and I saw him leave and then he sent me a message and it made me feel like it. One thing that's so nice about it is it feels like it's like, I don't know. It's like an undercover, like, like friend or was in the audience. Cause it's like someone that, Knows you oh, when you guys want um, which wait, someone's trying to come up with a name for our fans. I think it's the Closeteers. I forget what it was, but okay, I, I love no. it. What about the Insiders? 
I like closeteer better because the insiders sounds like one sexual and two it sounds like um, that old um, Hollywood gossip show. But but it's like we're inside. <laughs> you just want to be a spy. That's what that is. Exactly. We're in the know. When people, well, they should be able to label us whatever they want to or label themselves. But um, when, yeah, when people come up, it is such a, it, like, you feel so good. And then you also feel like you don't deserve it. You're just like, I don't deserve this niceness. Like the guy the other day. And I was also so jet lagged and I was still like, hello. Like I was such a mess. Um, but yeah, it was, it feels really good when you guys are in the, in the audience. By the way, this is our one year anniversary. Wow, Mateo. Wow. What a, what a year. I mean, I was actually like thinking, and I was thinking back on it, and I remember, you know, one thing that was like a really like pivotal thing and just like so funny to me was our show in San Francisco. I mean, that was so, there were so many things about it that were just so. You know, because Mateo and I flew into San Francisco just for the night to do that show. Right. And also when we were first in the podcast, show, I was like, you know, they, they're experimenting on us. So we're not making like really any money off of them. Oh, we're, the only, we made no money. We just flew out. They just like flew a, us out there. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is, I wouldn't, for stand-up, like now we're not, we get paid to do stand-up, especially for flying to San Francisco, like flying that far. Yeah. But it was, but it's like, it's like the love of like trying to cultivate something new so we fly in and we got and you know do i do it again in a heartbeat they were okay. so nice to us and we fly in mateo and i were super jet lag we went and got italian food <laughs> we, were, we were walking back and i took mateo's picture a couple times he wanted to like we did that we so we did our gender roles and then we went oh and then we got lost going to the show do you remember that yeah, and then we got we got some weird pastries. We got there early, right? And then we went up. The pastries were weird. Uh, well, we were trying to find a pastry place. I think the first place we went to was not that great, and then we eventually found a better place. I don't even remember. There was something about two That's different so pastry funny. places. I remember, and then we got to the venue, and we and we go. Mateo asked a guy, "I was too scared to ask." He was like. Are there any tickets sold for tonight? Yeah, because of course, we're like, no one's going to come see us. Yeah, and then he was like, oh, it's sold out. And we were like, what? I mean, what? we not any more unprofessional. We were just, like, losing our minds. Yeah, and then we're like, but do they know Do they know that we're going to be here? Do they know it's a podcast? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Do they get the Patty LaBelle concert? What is this? Right. Yeah, like, oh, no. And then we were in the green room, and we were like, uh, what does everyone think is going to happen? And then the show went so well. The, the live podcast went so well. I personally didn't feel so good about the stand-up portion of the evening. But yeah, then, I actually didn't either, but the, or the, the podcast version was great. The podcast version was great. And then, yeah, my yeah. cousin my cousin was at that. She brought a date. And my brother and his husband came. Oh, yeah. I was like, why would you bring a date to see your cousin? say the most like I say the most like, sexual like and I talk about our fucking family like but I don't think she knew that I, I don't think she knew the content of my the people my, appreciate uh, being talked about like my uncle Mike is constantly my material uh, you've got more jokes about me 
Hey, you're going to cut me a check? I mean, that's just, he's upset. That guy. I, oh, you need to meet my Uncle Mike, by the way. I would love that to. That has to happen, because I think you two are just the same person. I agree. What, I right, agree. Emma, I think uh, I can really help you guys uh, sell some uh, shirts. Right, you know what? What would, ha- what would happen is him and I would probably end up like, like I would leave comedy and he would leave whatever he's doing. And then we would like go start a business somewhere. And then you and your aunt Cindy would be like, Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, my aunt Cindy would be like, whatever, let's eat pasta. True, fair. Um, what, are some, what are some of your favorite memories of this podcast? I guess we can go down memory lane a bit because yes, I and we have a bunch of funniest. I, I, I start to forget because Me we're too. so like running around and crazy some- and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And then people will come up and say things to me and be like, you know, like on the podcast. And I'm like, oh my God, like I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Oh, I, yeah, sometimes I'll get, oh, especially when it's like radio or podcast, I'll forget what I said. Like telling the pooping the pants story, oh, the girl's coming back and I'm going to try to get a picture. Oh, shit. Uh, the girl and Lindsay oh, love can't it. Take a, can't, I can't take a picture. Definitely not her. Oh, wait, wait. wait. Okay. All right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Maybe it's oh, Mr. Allie. No, it's not. Damn it. All right. I got some pictures, and you guys are going to be like, eh. Um, <laughs> I must look like such a creeper. She's got a little fluffy dog, too. Violin. Mm. I actually just made better. Um, we got <laughs> we have some cool bangers of uh, some questions, too. Um, I think one of my favorite memories is definitely the doing the live the show in San Francisco, and then I have another another favorite memory. But what's one of yours? Um, I'm trying to think favorite memory. Well, I think having um, Patty and Monet on was kind of fun because yeah. it was like we were all just. I love the moments when you forget you're recording and you totally. forget you're on a podcast and you're just doing like whatever's like natural. I mean, Patty's been like a really, really good guest. I think, I think some of Patty, some Patty moments might be my favorite moments. To tell you the truth, I we should right. ask our we should ask our listeners what their favorite moments are. Like, why? What brought you to the show? How did you find the show? What keeps you listening to the show? Totally, I um, I was I I think for me it was also um. Miss interviewing Miss Cracker because I thought that she was so um, like real and chill, and I, I always appreciate it when a performer is confident enough to not be putting on a show, but also savvy enough to still give a good interview. Because there's a sweet spot. Like when I when I did the show where I would interview comedians about their comedy albums, I noticed more often than not a comedian when they're like, and this would be comedians that like were not famous. So it's like ones that aren't used to getting interviewed. They, right. when they would like, you're a great, you are a great interview. And the comments we've all have on are all great interviews, but there would be times where it'd be like ones where it'd be like, if they're not on and performing and doing their jokes, then when you talk to them, they're giving you like one or two word answers. So like, right. You want that happy medium where it's not that. And then it's not someone that's like acting like they're on stage, like something in there. So that's why Miss Cracker out, I was expecting that it would, especially when she came in, in, you know, with wardrobe, I was like, Oh, she, she's going to put on an over the top show, but it was, she was so, that was really interesting. And then I knew that she was yeah. going to be on RuPaul's drag race. Um, 
And so I was like, we have to get Cracker and Monet in here before they explode. Because, you know, that's what happens. It's like they're both now just touring the world. Right. That's amazing. I still have never watched RuPaul's Drag Race. I think you'd love it. I think you in particular would love it because it's a show that deals solely in entertainment, gender bending, and competition. And I think that you, you in particular would love that show. Yeah, I actually would love to, I would, I would definitely, yeah, I would like, I should watch that. But I would say those are some of my favorite. Oh, and then another favorite moment was doing that college with you. We recorded at the college, but that was the night I found out about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, yeah, another moment where Patty was there. Yeah, and Patty was there. And I had just started having sex with, uh, um, I was hooking up with the girl in Boston and trying to get. I forgot about her. Yeah, she was cool. She was she was really she was cool. cool that she just was too she was too high all the time. She was yeah we had to, and no judgment you know what I mean it's like right this is not for yeah. you. Right. It was really cool. Also, her girlfriend now is quite feminine, so you know. Well, there you go. There you go. The art therapist. <laughs> the art therapist was coming to visit. I'm gonna. She's gonna come visit on. You guys are getting that. I mean, that's a serious move if she's coming to visit. It is and. Yeah, it is because I want to, you know, it's part of me too. I'm like, am I part? It's probably even like just like LA right now because I miss the art therapist. But also, it's that, and then also it's like, like I only filmed one day this episode, which is totally fine. But so then it's like I've got like a shit ton of free time, which I'm not really used to. So it's like if I have a bunch of free time, I'd rather be doing it in New York where I'm like doing. I mean, I you know. I think New York is just a city for people who want to be doing something 24-7 can do something 24-7. And L.A. is just not that city. So you get used to a certain lifestyle, and then all of a sudden you're in L.A. and you're panicking because you're like, fuck, like, what do I do? Totally. Yeah, and then I'm like not, I'm like, well, let me not listen to my, yeah, totally. Um, You want to do some questions? Tyler sent us some, one, one of them really caught my eye. Yeah. Also, I have an audition tomorrow where I have, I think sometimes people confuse a girl with short hair for someone who's tough and that needs to stop. Because the audition is for a tough girl who Mateo, it says bites off the head of a live pigeon. What are you, Ozzy Osbourne? (laughs) Yeah, they they go, they go, uh, they said the character description is, um, Super tough, super tough, uh, um, hardcore nihilist with neck tattoos and swaths of shaved scalp. Doesn't laugh or have emotions. Believes happiness is a capitalist lie and at one point bites off the head of a live pigeon. All right. That's, yeah, let's get a comedian in there. That's, that'll, that'll do it. And then the first scene is she's post-colloidal with a man. Post-what? Colloidal. I had to Google it. Yeah, what the fuck does colloidal mean? It means like they just had penis vagina sex. Oh, well, let them have it. <laughs> I mean, who gives a shit? Um, I mean, you just know I hate auditioning, so that's I know. You know how I feel about this. I, um, let them have it. Okay, this, this is a great question. Okay. A tough one. So we have to really like think about that. So we both have to be on our best behavior. Yes, best behavior. 
I'm in high school and I have a friend who's also gay. She and I were really close, but recently she got a girlfriend. I was really happy for her when I found out until she told me the girl was 21. We are 16. Oh. So at first that didn't seem like a huge age difference to me, even though obviously I'm like, but yeah. No, I, mean, I, under, don't, I don't like that. Yeah. I mean, 16 is absurd. I mean, I'll continue to listen, but like, okay, yeah. go on. It gets worse. So this, then uh. this is where I was. Yeah, that's uncomfortable. So this makes me super uncomfortable, but I really want to be supportive of my friend because her girlfriend makes her so happy. But since they've gotten together, she started skipping school heaps mm-hmm. and doing Molly with her girlfriend. What mm-hmm. did I do? I'm scared that if I say something, she won't want to stay friends with me and our friendship means so much to me. Well, here's what I would say. I was having this conversation with Roy Scovel, of all people, yesterday. People, when they're young, and I'm only saying this now because I'm not old, but I'm not young. I'm 32. When you're young, you really do feel like, oh, I know everything. I've got this. Because you don't have any experience otherwise until you know. So, you know, being older, being seen as an adult, these are the kinds of things young people strive to be. Um, I would really harshly judge this 21-year-old because, you know, it's more so on them. It's like, what do you think you have in common with a 16-year-old? I mean, I would say for shame. How dare you? Don't you agree? Or are we, do we think that we okay? I totally agree. Well, I think also it's like, what to, to think back on it, I think that you will regret not saying something more than saying something. I'd, I would be wonder, like, you know, it's tough, too. Like, I remember there was a couple things in high school where that I thought were wrong, and I, like, asked my dad about what he thought I should do, and he, he said he was like, you know, with two of them, he was like, don't get involved. Like, it's not, but this is different because it's your friend. I mean, I'm right, such a, right. like, okay, my gut reaction is to be like, tell, I mean, tell her parents, but then it's like, oh, God, she's going to fucking hate you. But, oh, my, oh, okay, I actually have something that, kind of relates to this and it really came back to it, it's hard to when you're kids so I had a friend when I was in high school we had been friends in elementary school we kind of lost touch and then we were catching up and she was like you know um we I think we were freshmen in high school and she was like she was like I lost my virginity and I was like oh wow and she was like yeah, it's with this guy, but like I can't really tell my parent. He doesn't want me to tell anybody um, just because he, people will judge us because he's older. And, oh God! Oh my yeah. God! Right, and so he was like, he was like twenty two, and he, like he was in college, and we were like going into high school. And, oh my God! Yeah, and I remember being really uncomfortable, and being like, "That doesn't sound okay." And she's like, "Yeah, but like he's great." Like it was really. Maybe two years ago, she came and visited me in New York, and we were walking around talking, and she was talking about, like, just, like, processing things from her childhood, and that she had, she realized that she had been, like, you know, that she had been abused, and, like, having to, like, work through that in therapy, and, like, that it had, I don't want to give away too much about it, but she had to work through it in therapy, and, like, that she had to be hospitalized at a point, and how upset she was that her parents didn't, like, intervene, and I was like, I stopped, and I was like, hey, was this about when we were going, was this the guy when we were going into high school? And she was like, yeah. She was like, you know, he was so much older than me and I didn't tell my parents we were having sex 
but I don't understand why they weren't like, why are you hanging out? What is this? What does this guy in high school want to do with our daughter who's going into, um, you know, high school? Like, and, and then I remember being like, ah, and you know, I was a kid. So it's like, I don't know who I would have said. I could have said something to my parents, but it's just, it's a, it is a really tough situation, but like, you're never going to regret your friend can't start doing Molly. She can't be missing school. Like those, the repercussions of those things will have such a more lasting effect than like, it's obviously easier as an outsider to say the really good friend thing to do is to say and do something. I would tell her and not uh, see, but don't you think that the girl's probably like caught up in the love of, or the like Molly and the, well, the thing is it's, it's this, it's a rebellion thing. It's a, I'm, I'm not young anymore. I'm, but you are, I mean, you live at your parents' house, you know, you're under their rules, you're in school. Like th- this is just the reality of it. You will have much more freedom as you get older, but this is the problem again of, you know, being young and, and thinking, you know, and I'm not saying everyone does this, but I'm saying it does happen a lot. Why do I know this? Because I was the same way. I was sneaking out. I was, you know, just trying uh, weed and drinking and doing all this stuff. Cause it was like, Oh, you know, I'm looking for a way to separate myself from my parents. Now, is your friend, yeah, you know what, you are put in an awkward situation because you care about your friendship. You care about what they're going through and you recognize that this isn't something that's good. So, you know, at some point, your friendship, you know, the health and the, the, the sanity of this girl and your friend is more important than your actual friendship. And you know, what a real friendship does is sometimes risk the superficial um understanding of what we think a friendship is and, and going and doing the right thing, at least give her the good enough sense to talk to her about it and say, like, I don't think that this is a good thing. And I'm saying this to you because I love you. But if she's like you said, doing Molly, doing drugs and clearly statutory rape. I mean, if this girl's 16 and he's yeah. one, you know, I don't care if it's, if it's a woman or not, it's still the same thing. You know, you have a right to do what you feel is going to protect her. So, I mean, I'm not saying go tell you know, the dean of school. I'm not saying go tell her parents. I'm saying this is obviously something you're going to have to do and figure out on your own. That being said, sometimes a friendship is more important, uh, uh, you know, about one's own mental health and one's physical health than it is about, oh, we share a lunch table together, et cetera. You know what I was just thinking? Mm. If the woman's doing Molly, call, like, leave a tip off. Like tip off that there's a, someone doing Molly with a kid. Call the cops. Emma, it's about honesty. It's not about your weird Craigslist mentality. Because, but because, or it's like that woman has to get away. Because I was just thinking about it. The woman's like having a kid skip school and do drugs with her. Just the most important thing is getting that person away, getting her out of the relationship. Because this is where things. I remember because I, I like partied a lot in high school, and I remember this guy who was like the assistant to the soccer team now he was probably mm-hmm. telling me and my friend this as like a warning like don't end up like me but he was like mm-hmm. don't party too much in high school you know wait until you get into college and then you can actually like just get out of here he's like if you get caught up in partying too much now in high school he's like the bar can be really low of like what you're gonna have to work your way out of and we were like, what are you talking about? And then we both got kicked off the soccer team like a week later for like getting drunk. You know what I mean? Like, 
I suck at that. Yeah, of course I know what you mean. I mean, it's, you know, it's kids and kids will do dumb things. And I mean, that's kind of the fun of being a kid, but you also have to have a good enough sense to be like, what about tomorrow? I mean, a lot of kids just think about today and it gets them into a lot of trouble. What does, what does Molly do to you? Like I've never, I don't even, I've never been around people on it. I literally did it once and, uh, it, all it just made me is like super, like just sort of like. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it wasn't like I'm rolling, but um, you know, it just was. It was kind of. It was fine. Is it like I mean, ecstasy? Or it makes like it is. It's, it's ecstasy. Yeah, if you've yeah. done ecstasy, you've done Molly. I think. Doing um, yeah, sixteen. That's too. That's too fucking young. So I'd say like anything. Yeah, say you say something. Otherwise, it like, um, will hang, could potentially hang over your head. I knew when my friend told me she was with this older person, like I felt kind of sick and then she was in it. So she was like, no, he's really great. He understands me. And I remember of course, he, he's lying to her. Right. Of course, you know, he's going to, you're going to feel that way because he wants you to feel that way. Cause he's right. trying to get something. I actually kind of think I did tell my dad and he was like, you know, I, I think my dad said, what did my dad say? I think my dad, whatever my dad said, I bet I, I could tell that he was like, go, it was going to do something like call her parents. And I kind of remember regressing and being like, Oh, actually maybe I'm confused. Maybe, maybe he's in high school, not college. And my dad was like, we'll find out. And then because I could, t- I could tell that it was like I had said something that was like serious. Like I was like, my fr- my friend da 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 has a boyfriend and lost her virginity, and my dad was like, okay. And I was like, but the guys in college, he <laughs> was like, what? And then I, and yeah. then he was like, that's not okay. And then I was like, I mean, I saw. So- I mean, look, none of this is your fault, you know. Obviously, it's oh, just yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a weird time that I think people can take advantage of. And so if you feel that you're being taken advantage of, you know, in any way, shape, or form, you see what I'm saying? Right. It's also, though, it's like you're never going to regret, like, you're never going to be like, oh, I'm, oh, I wish, you're never going to feel bad later on that you said something, even if something's awkward now, I'd almost be concerned for like the safety of someone like though, if you say like you, you, it sounds like if someone's spending time with a 16 year old at 21 and a bad influence, you know, then it's like, just, you know, be, be careful. What'd you say? I mean, part what's really horrible that I'm thinking is like, at least it's another woman. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why that, yeah. I think men just are just horrible PR. But, um, did you say you horrible know, people or horrible PR? PR and people. Um, yeah. by the way, I just well, made chicken and I thought it was going to be like a real chef and like put water in it. So like, I don't know, like it'll, that'll make it juicy. I think it just ruined it. Um, well, I mean, that's all I can say about that. So I do want to talk about the Pope too today, by the way. It just yes, Catholic in general. I mean, he's just a piece of shit. He's like, yeah, kids shouldn't be, gay kids shouldn't be kicked out of their families, but they should be taken to a psychiatrist, which, I mean, I guess in some ways, like, yeah, I could see that, but, like, the, over mes- the overall message you should be saying is, like, 
nothing's wrong with being gay except everyone for who they are. And it's just like, you know, right now we should be taking the word children and gays out of priests' mouths and we yeah. should be having them check themselves. I mean, it's like the news of like a thousand kids being molested in Pennsylvania and then the Catholic Church has the audacity to blame it on the gays. I'm like, blame it on you. You're as bad as Republicans blaming gun control and mental health. I'm like, you know what's bad? The priests are the common denominator here, so why don't you go check yourself? Yeah, there were priests, priests, and then repressed, and the priests, predators, repressing, um, re- like, repression, like, uh, evil. But, so the, I'm surprised that this quote, did he mean it, like, go see a psychiatrist as in, because you're going to need support? to, like, deal with, like, shitty people? Or did he mean... Maybe. Like, I mean, he, it could be... I'm sure it could be much interpreted either way, but, like, the thing is, is, like, the Catholic Church has been nothing but horrible for gay people and AIDS crisis, you know, and everything else. It's like, God, it's like, you know, stop telling people anything and go check yourself because you guys are a bunch of fucking messes. Absolutely. Didn't you say this recently? Yeah, well, I read it on the I Follow Gay News article on Twitter, <laughs> and so that was that was the article. And it's like, I just, and I'm thinking every time, like, we have to look at like priests or religious people as heroes, and they're like, "Well, we love gays." I'm like, "Yeah, that should be that should already be like you should already right. be loving gays." You know what I mean? Like, why should you be rewarded for that? <laughs> I wonder. Um, I wonder like what's going to happen with this because the Catholic church has to be going bankrupt. Like they used to own a big plot of land near where my family used to go in Massachusetts, like a huge, like priest, like it was like a training thing for them. And then they like couldn't pay for it. Anymore. Teaching them how to molest kids. I mean, I don't know what they could be teaching priests. It, it was this, it was this beautiful, like it was tons of acres. And then um, someone bought it and then like donated it to the Autobahn society. But it was like, they had been, they had had it for years and then they like couldn't pay rent. Like they were like, oops. So I don't think that they're losing money. I mean, the Catholic church, I mean, they boast about having like 1 billion people in the Catholic church, but a lot of that is just based off who's getting baptized and doesn't necessarily represent Catholics. But, um, the thing too, with, with Catholics in particular is like, uh, you know, they, um, they really, really just have, like, misguided, like, I don't, I don't even know how to say it. Like, they're just misguided. Could you say that? Do you know a lot of Catholics? Yes, I am one. Oh, so you still, you'll still identify as one? I mean, I'm not saying I identify as one in the sense of, like, I'm a practicing Catholic, but, like, I grew up Catholic. That's how I grew up. Right. I'm not a Catholic. I'm not religious anymore. I don't believe in religion. Would you guys, would you guys, um, would you guys pray before dinner? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we never, we, like, never did that. I remember we would go visit our um, cousins in Florida, and they were religious. They were also the Republican ones. But I, Mm -hmm. they were, they were, it was so interesting, too, because they were Republican, but I'm related to the mom. The dad was totally self-made. So, like, my mom's family's upper middle class and then he mm-hmm. came from lower class low, lower class I hate that it's the word class because it implies it's like someone can have money and have no class and someone can have 
no money and all the money can't like, buy you class exactly so it's like, you know what that exactly. song is i don't but i agree with it i totally agree it's, with it. it's the countess luann from real housewives that's so so basically it was like he came from lower income but he was completely self-made like he like sent himself to college on a track scholarship and then he like worked his way up and got a went to Stanford and like all this stuff and his job was to literally go into big corporations and break apart the unions so then you, you've got this guy who like but he like did it all himself he's a straight white guy so it's like obviously he had like legs up good looking guy and then he's going into these like 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 pat, like old money people like Democrats who are like unions are important and he's like well I had to work for everything and you guys didn't so it's like a whole thing but I remember we would go visit them and they would say, you know, say grace. And like when we would yeah, do we would, it, we would I would say, like, bless us, O Lord, for these thy gifts is your about to receive from thy bounty through Christ our Lord. Amen. I think that's what they would say, but he'd throw something else in there. But I remember my mom would be like, confused. Like every, when they would like bow her head and like over the food and she'd be like, is this really? And then he'd like start doing the thing. She'd be like, okay. They'd be like, mom. I like that your mom was, like, defiant of that. I mean, you know, I wish... She's defiant, wish but the, the guy had worked... It's, it's, she's, it's easier to be those things and be so liberal. I mean, it's important, too, but, like, she also... she it, It's just a little... I, I understood where his conservatism was coming from was because he had... It's like, in his mind, like, I did everything myself. You know, it's a lot of times with people who didn't do everything themselves, and they're the first person to tell you they did everything themselves. Right. And he really did. But it's, I remember saying once, I was like, yes, he did. I mean, he, like, he literally ran his way. Like, he jogged his way out of, like, the trailer park, and literally, and then got a track scholarship, and got this, and I got that, and that. Like, literally, well, that just is from running. <laughs> it but is. that actually is really incredible. And he, it's amazing, but I remember saying, and, and I remember even after he'd made a ton of money, we would be in vacation on Cape Cod and their house was like next door to ours. And it's like mm-hmm. the driveway is really long. He would have a black car come pick him up at like 4 a.m., drive him to the airport. He'd be gone all week and he'd come back on the weekend. And when their grandmother died, the pl- they had this like tiny little like double wide like trailer like vacation place. He ripped mm-hmm. it down, built like a mega, like mansion, Church. Yeah, okay. mega mansion. And Mateo, he hung up a giant American flag. So his house now overshadows my mom's, like where her little vacation house is. It's, it's this huge house next to it with a giant American flag. So when you're swimming and you look at the two houses, you just see this giant American flag. So my mom is like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> What is he doing? And I'm, it's just, it's, politics are just fucking complicated. Also, your mother is just so wildly entertaining. I think I could listen to stories about her forever. She hates Republicans, which I completely understand. But sometimes it's like, I mean, here's the thing. The, the, this particular Republican relative doesn't think global warming is real. So that's like a, a fucking problem. Well, that's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing, but he's so, the guy's so smart. He's got, like, he's, he's so smart. So that to me is, that's where I'm like, what? But you know, and you that, can be smart and still be delusional. I mean, it was like, what the fuck? Like, 
I know. Well, it's that's like, just like, that's, that's like crazy. That's like, no one's going to sit here and argue this. I love when people aren't scientists and they think they know. That's my most embarrassing thing about humanity yeah. is that people who have no idea what they're talking about scientifically are like, you know, it's just not true. I don't believe in it. It's like, what? Are, are we just going to stop listening to doctors too then? Like, how far are we taking this? We certainly seem to believe in doctors when they give us antibiotics because there's something wrong with our system. So why wouldn't you believe a scientist who studies the earth? Totally. I completely agree. Um, I like how on this episode it's just turned into, like, rage. We could just call this, like, the rage episode. Well, also, I, you know, I just, yeah, like, I thank you guys so much for, like, listening to us for 100 episodes. Seriously. Oh, man, I can't, I'm literally in shock. I mean, it's just, I mean, we were like, a, like over a year ago, we're like, we should do a podcast together. And like, I don't know if we ever thought it would happen, but it, here we are. Totally. And then when this comes out, literally the next day will be our Netflix special. I know. How, so, okay. So how are you feeling about that? Um, I'm excited. I, I, I'm excited. I, uh, you know, it was just such a treat to get to do that and not, um, you Not like one of the actresses who, who's like, it's an honor to be nominated. Well, let me, you know what? I want to, I actually have something more I want to say about it, but let, let's do, let's record our Patreon now because I want to say something that, I want to say something that maybe is better for private. Patreon. Oh, okay. How's that for a plug for the Patreon? All right. Well, let me, let's, has, this hour, has this been an hour already? It's been an hour. Damn, that was really fast. I've, and I'm almost done with mining Kike's drawing of me as Harley Quinn <laughs> and Joker. Okay.